Hi, this is Edward Shimura, otherwise known as JP, the official Japundit-in-Chief, over at the Japundit blog and Japan Talk podcast, sending out our congratulations to Planet Japan upon reaching their 100-episode milestone. Congratulations, Amy and Doug, and we'll all be looking forward to hundreds of more episodes to come. Because as we all know, you do it like no other. Well, thank you very much, Edward, for your very kind words. And coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we are getting ready to celebrate our 100th show by checking out the Naked Car Wash. Stay tuned for episode 100, Fun at the Maggot Festival. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Going to do something really fun tonight. We're going to take actual advertisements that actual people have placed into actual newspapers, only they made a mistake or two. Ah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a little bit off, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Would you like to start? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Here's an ad someone put in uh, when they lost their dog. They said, uh-huh. lost, small apricot poodle, reward, neutered, like one of the family. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, speaking of dogs, here's another one. Dog for sale. Eats anything and is fond of children. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, you might want to be careful with that one. For sale. An antique desk suitable for lady with thick legs and large drawers. (laughs) Here's an advertisement for a travel vacation. Mm -hmm. Mount Kilimanjaro. The breathtaking backdrop for the Serena Lodge. Swim in the lovely pool while you drink it all in. <laughs> wow, that's that would be wow. difficult, probably. That would be. Yeah. Now is your chance to have your ears pierced and get an extra pair to take home too. Well, there you go, an extra pair of ears. Yeah, that would be handy. What a deal! Yeah. Mm. Here's one for some uh, ladies' stockings. Sheer stockings designed for fancy dress, but so serviceable that lots of women wear nothing else. <laughs> I'm nice. looking forward to seeing that. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Stock up and save. Limit one. Well, that's hardly fair then, is it? Here's a cow advertisement. Wanted, man to take care of cow that does not smoke or drink. Ah, those are the best kinds of cows. No, cows, you don't want cows smoking and drinking. That's not good. No, yeah. The best cows are the ones that don't smoke or drink. Three-year-old teacher needed for preschool. Experience preferred. Well, yeah, you would think with a three-year-old teacher, you'd probably want a little bit of uh, experience. Right, at least two years. At least a couple years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last, but certainly not least, illiterate, write today for free help. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I believe that one. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You're saying somebody just made it up? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't believe it. Yep. Well, there you go. That's that's our uh, unusual advertisements that people have actually placed into newspapers. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? It's a very special occasion. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all persuasions. It's our 100th episode. (laughs) 
the 100th episode of Planet Japan, starring the one and only Douglas DeLong and... Amy Moo Chavez. And we are so happy to be here. We are just uh, uh, amazed and astounded that we have survived for 100 shows. Exactly. And, you know, that means that I have mood well over 100 times. Yeah, way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, mood. Oh, there you go again. Knock it off. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to have a very special episode tonight in honor of our 100th show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of special guest stars are Ooh. coming. Yeah, a lot Such of movie as? movie stars. Brad Pitt, uh, Angelina Jolie. They're going to drop by later. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're good. We're good buddies. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Um, Sanjaya Malakar. Oh, nice. He's going to stop I by. Mind that. Sing mm-hmm. a song for us. Yeah, that'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. What about Ferdinand? Ferdinand, uh, the bull. The bull. Oh, sure. The bull. Yeah, oh. he'll be here. Oh, yeah. Great. We've got a great show coming up, Ed. Indeed, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did get one email. Only one. I thought. Only we, one. I thought we might get more, <laughs> uh-huh. but we got one from uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. From uh, Fox News. Oh, yeah. It just How says, uh, Dear Doug and Amy, shut up. <laughs> That's all it says. Love, Bill. That was nice of him. Yeah, well. Very thoughtful. Yeah, I thought so. I know he really loves us because we love him. It's time to do it. To do it? Yeah. Right now? In a love hotel. Really? Yeah. But I've, I've got a girlfriend. I didn't mean you. <laughs> oh, you didn't mean me. <laughs> everyone. Oh, it's time for everyone to do it in a Japanese love hotel, and we want to hear about it. Oh, really? Now, we don't want to hear about the details of doing it, but we do want to hear the details about your experience yes. in a love hotel, about the love hotel itself. The the atmosphere, the ambience, the so forth. Exactly. Yeah. We would like recommendations from our listeners mm-hmm. on good love hotels that you've been to. Indeed. And we know our, our listeners are a lusty bunch. Yeah. So we know they've been there. That's right. Oh, sure. And just kind of let us know where it was, the name of it, if you know the name, if mm-hmm. you remember. Yeah. And uh, what was so special about it? Uh, maybe the decor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The condom on the pillow, perhaps. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that always a nice touch. Count. Sure. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite places to go right here in town is my, is my friend's love hotel. It's got like a double jacuzzi. Mm. It's got like a bed that'll uh, fit 100 people. Oh, wow. It's party time. That's handy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Got a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. A whole porno collection. Wow. Oh, what else could? You, what else do you need, really? Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing about love hotels that people don't really understand is they're a great deal. They're cheaper than a business hotel. And a lot bigger. And, and they're nice. And they're really super clean. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. There's only one rule they have, in fact, at a love hotel. And that is no sex. <laughs> I never understood that. It's and a love hotel. This? But but they they tell you you can't have any sex. They do not. It's just not right. Mm-mm. Okay. So anyway, we'd like people, yeah, this is kind of a new feature we're going to try on the show. We're going to feature uh Japan's best love hotels. Yeah. And um if you're coming to Japan to travel here, you should uh, not feel shy at all about staying in a love hotel. No, there's nothing sleazy about it. There there really isn't. It's not like um, in the US where you pay by the hour it's, uh, and you you get you this do flea, pay flea by bag the hour motel. Here, though. You can either pay by the hour or you can just stay the whole night. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're nice, and uh, people aren't ashamed. Um, well, probably because they're nice hotels. Exactly. Yeah, they're very fancy and yeah. yeah, very comfortable. Yeah, you go in and you don't really need to take you know anything. They've got provided everything. Well, you know, maybe not that. Yeah. But as far as soaps and you know towels and, and it's very very and, private. You don't even have to talk to anybody. That's right. Yeah. Even even pay 
with a machine a lot of times. Yeah. And if it's not a machine, if a person is there, there's a curtain, so mm-hmm. they never see you. It's amazing. Ooh. So we are big love hotel advocates. Yeah. 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 We I like wish, love hotels. I wish I had discovered them earlier in my uh, lifetime in Japan. Indeed. A lot of times uh, it's just fun to go someplace that looks like Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, it's very <laughs> much like uh, Las Vegas, you know? Indeed. They, do all this with all these hotels yeah. and stuff. It's the same thing, yeah. So you can send all your Love Hotel experience material to planetjapan07 at gmail.com, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, and maybe we'll feature your Love Hotel. Oh, wouldn't that be exciting? On our next episode of That would be Japan. fun. Now, the other thing, of course, we want to mention tonight is that we're uh, having our ongoing listener survey, and we've already gotten uh, quite a few responses, but we, we need some more. So uh, it would be really great if you could go over to planetjapan.org or go over to the show notes page which is at planetjapanpodcast.blogspot.com and you'll see the link there for the uh, for the survey. It's a short survey, it'll just take you a few minutes and then you can go about your day. I hear a helicopter landed on your beach. Yeah, Shiraishi, right? Wow. Right in front of the Moo Bar. Betcha that must have freaked you out. Yeah, it was interesting. It's the first time uh, that a a uh, customer has ever come in their private helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that every day. Nope, you certainly yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. He just landed on the beach and ordered a, a mugarita and went well, went back? Actually, what he did is um, we knew he was coming, of course. And the night before, or the day before, a big boat came. And it docked out in front of the beach. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that boat's rather large. And um, then I figured it out. Aha, that's this guy's boat. That boat had a helipad on top of it. Oh, really? So first he came in and he landed on the boat, the helipad on the boat. And then then for some reason the helicopter went up. And then it went over and landed on the beach instead. Cool. Yeah. You should check out the uh, photos on my blog. I already did. I saw them. (laughs) <laughs> so in case anyone else would like yeah. to check out the photos on the blog, it's oh, at... <laughs> oh, you're actually talking to the audience and it's not to at me. at the Daily Moo. Uh-huh. Daily with, Moo with... With seven O's. Four. Oh, four O's. Four O's. Yeah. Dot blogspot.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at the picture and I noticed that the uh, the helipad was uh, pretty large. Uh, kind of a maxi pad, I suppose you could say. <laughs> Well, yeah, a few uh, weeks ago, I believe, we talked about the ever-popular and very buxom Kano sisters mm-hmm. in Japan. As you recall, when we discussed them uh, before, there was uh, some kind of a big scandal when a third Kano sister had apparently disappeared with about $4 million worth of jewelry. Mm. But now lots of questions are being asked. For example, where the hell did these people get so much money in the first place to, to purchase that much jewelry? Right. Yeah. The police have not arrested. They found The sister has been found, but the police have not arrested her or charged her with anything. And there's a lot of speculation. Indeed, speculation is rampant in the media that the whole thing was just a publicity stunt to get their names into the news and into the media. You're kidding. As if their breasts aren't enough? You would think that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no, hmm. they're they're publicity starved apparently. <laughs> and so, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought they were, you know, women of integrity. Usually, when a woman has well. really large breasts, she has a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. I found that to be true, but apparently not always. Not always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good luck to the Kano sisters. Yeah. I hmm. hope uh, I hope this is just an ugly rumor. 
I wonder what kind of bras they wear. Probably the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the shape of Japanese women is undergoing an exciting change. Oh, really? Yeah. Becoming much uh, curvier, if you will. Mm. Yeah. I guess the, the Japanese women have kind of uh, gone through some changes in their diet, and、uh, it has resulted in not only curvier, but taller women. In fact, the average Japanese woman's breast is two bra sizes larger than her mother's. Right on! Right on! Right on! Isn't that amazing? Uh huh. Yeah. Mothers are not happy about this, by the way. Yeah. And have you also noticed this, Doug? I keep an increase in bus、yeah, size. I keep an eye out for that sort of thing. Sure,、uh-huh. you know, on a sociological、uh, level, of well, course. I, th- I think I know the reason. Yeah, I don't think the breasts are actually bigger. I think it has to do with the、uh, the bras they're wearing. Although the old push-up bra. Hey,、yeah. now how did you know that?、Oh, I、on. hadn't even like led into it yet, <laughs> and you already guessed it. I mean, you know a lot more about bras. Yeah, I'm kind、I、of、thought. a connoisseur. I could actually. <laughs> well. Until 1993, yeah, I guess in Japan they didn't have the push-up bra,、ah. also called the bomb. Those were、bra. sad, sad days for everybody. Yeah, and this lingerie company called Peach John, don't you love that name? It's、Peach、so Japanese. John. <laughs> Peach John yeah,、uh-huh. <laughs> started importing these bras from America, and this woman. Uh, Noguchi-san, who imported these, she said that until then, that all the bras that were sold in Japan were either pink, white, or beige. How boring! Yeah, and were not designed to make the breasts look bigger, smaller, in fact. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> then she says, when I first saw these bras in the U.S., I thought it was epic making. Epic making. Epic making. She、uh, apparently had some kind of a、uh, religious experience upon seeing the bra. Uh huh. Yeah. So she started importing these, and she sold over three million in Japan.、These. Yeah, wow.、Mm. And she says it's not just about making your breasts look bigger so that men will be attracted. <laughs> no, 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 not、Mm-mm. that. It's about wearing cute lingerie underneath that will make girls feel tender and generous. Generous. That's generous. an interesting word choice. Yeah. So, oh, here I'll share. Yeah, I'll yeah, share these、here. with you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And、um, she also, this is another, you know, sound bite from Noguchi-san here. She、uh-huh. says、um, that the lingerie business is less risky than the clothing business. Less risky or risque?、Yeah. <laughs> risky. <laughs> risky. Okay. Because it is not seasonal. Ah. Right. So you can wear lingerie year-round, or I guess with clothes you can't. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now you know why all. Those breasts out there are、mm-hmm. bigger. They're not really; they just look、ah, bigger. So it has nothing. It's just—it's an optical illusion, is what you're saying. Possibly. W- women are actually in the business of deceiving men.、Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Why? Well, see, there you go, and that would explain why it is that the Kano sisters, you know, are not hitting the jackpot anymore. Now they've got all、mm-hmm. this competition.、Indeed. Everyone else is pushing up the breasts too. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well. So you got to go out and steal four million dollars in jewelry. It's a dilemma. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> But from what I hear in Australia,、um, you can see women with no bras washing your car. You can go to a nude car wash now. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's called. Are you ready? Bubbles and Babes. Pretty cool name. Yeah. I am so there. Well, it's kind of far, but I could. I don't care. 
Yeah, you could go rent a car, yeah. fly to Australia, uh-huh. rent a car, and then go to the nude car wash. Oh, that would be fun. And I hope you have a pocket full of money because not only do you have to pay the regular rate for the car wash, but you yeah. have to pay for the nude woman, too, depending on how nude she is. Oh, really? Yep. How much is this going to set me back? Well, if she's just uh, topless, yeah. then it's only $45. Okay. Yeah. But if she's totally nude, well, it's closer to $100. Oh, really? Yeah. Plus tip, probably. So uh, so you stay in the car uh, while the, the woman, the lovely woman, uses her body to actually wash the car, I suppose. Hmm. hmm. Good question. You go find out and let me know. I will. I think of it, uh, if it's something that uh, Japanese people might find appealing, maybe I'll come back and start my own, you know, side business. Well, you know, now... Now, women, I know there are lots of women listening to this, mm-hmm. and um, it's not all about naked women in the world. There are naked men out there, too, and I want to reassure <laughs> the female listeners uh-huh. that, as a matter of fact, there are um, 18,000 nude people in Mexico City right now, and a lot of them are men. Oh, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the largest nude shoot in the the world largest nude shoot by the world famous nude photographer Spencer Tunick Spencer Tunick yeah Yeah. now the largest gathering or turnout that he had before was 7,000 people yet in Mexico City 18,000 showed up just to be nude in a photo it's a world's record and I like this it says uh, standing up to salute crouching in (laughs) fetal positions and lying prone on the tiles of the plaza volunteers formed a sea of flesh Ooh. Can you, I'm, the fetal position, I'm not sure about that one. I really <laughs> want to see too many people, you know, in the fetal position. Well, you know, this photographer's story is really interesting because he's been doing this sort of thing for a long time. And in the early days, he would he would uh, take the photos and try to get out of Dodge, you know, before the cops arrived. But these days, he's become much more uh, legitimate and uh, he's got, you know, permission to go ahead and do it. And uh, the police are okay with it. Do they just stand back and watch? I suppose. They might even jump in and, you know, join the fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's oh. art. Speaking of writhing on the ground in the fetal position. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like the ever-popular Japanese Maggot Festival. Oh, the Maggot Festival. Oh, everybody yeah. loves the Maggot Festival. It is great. The world-famous uh, Maggot Festival takes place this month, actually, in uh, Toyokawa, Japan, which is in Aichi Prefecture. Oh, that's also where they have uh, the Naked Festival, or the Penis Festival. The Penis Festival. Yeah. Oh, these these people know how to party. I can, yeah, yeah, I tell you. If it's mm. not a penis party, it's a maggot party. Yeah, where you can <laughs> ride. What happens at the Maggot Festival, apparently, is the bunch of guys get drunk, like really drunk, and then they uh, they roll around and, and slither around on the ground. You know, on the pavement. L- like maggots. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not allowed to, like, actually get up until someone, like, comes over and, and pulls them up to their feet. Right. And they're not allowed to, to give them any assistance. So you really have to work to get these drunk old guys off the ground. I see. And how did this all start? <laughs> Good question. Apparently it dates back to feudal times when the one time... Feudal times? Feudal times. Oh, feudal times. <laughs> and that feudal position. Oh, Jeez. sure. When the one-time lord of the area used to hold banquets for his peasants... And he would reward them for their efforts with all they could eat and drink. The maggots recreate the the way these drunk old men would sleep on the roads because they were too full to move, you see. Oh, yeah, because everything was free, so they ate and drank yeah, until they, just they went, could hardly move. They went crazy. The maggot festival is formally called the Wakaba Matsuri, or New Leaf Festival. If you're putting it on a, a like a formal invitation. You wouldn't put maggot. 
No, you wouldn't say Festival. maggot. No, that's because no one would no. come. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new leaf festival. I see. Yeah, but uh, the reason maggots are are the focus of the festival is because uh, the shrine there, where the event is at, is actually devoted to maggots. Shinto believers in the area they actually worship the maggots as deities, as gods. Wow. The the maggot gods, if you will. We sh- huh. <laughs> we should suggest this to America. This is an Maybe odd. They could uh, run the country. Maggots. Yeah. What, some people. They do a better job. Than, some people say yeah. there are maggots running the country. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, not only do people worship maggots in Japan, they worship a whole host of rather odd things, like toilets. Mm-hmm. Toilet gods. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, they're not actually worshiping the toilet. They're worshiping the god of the toilet. Right. Is that right? Yeah. You used yeah. to actually, according to my neighbor, used to be able to buy these gods, two of them, mm-hmm. and you'd stick them in the toilet um, yeah. when everyone had pit toilets. Oh, those days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, you know, there are monsters down there. I've heard that, yeah. So this will keep all the bad, evil spirits out of your toilet. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good idea then, mm-hmm. just to be safe. Right. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to take any chances. A lot of people, I know a lot of my friends used to, in the old days, worship the porcelain god. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe you, something like that. Recall maybe. those days, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah. So if you've got nothing better to do this month, head on over to the Maggot Festival. Yeah. Sounds like fun. A couple of weeks ago, if you recall, we were talking about the cops, and we uh, gave them the coveted Dick of the Week Award. We did. Yeah. They deserved it. For their incompetence in the uh, Lucy Blackman case, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, they have uh, shown incompetence in the Lindsay Hawker case. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I think we actually talked about this case uh, a couple of weeks ago when uh, we talked about the English teacher who was killed by one of her students. Now, apparently, uh, there's a, a, a large nationwide manhunt on for this uh, Ichihashi Tatsuya-san, mm-hmm. the killer, apparently the, the alleged killer of uh, Lindsay Hawker. They can't seem to find him anywhere. Part of the story that, that has everybody frustrated is that the cops apparently had this guy in a parking lot, had him on the ground, in fact, they caught him. Yeah, they had caught they they caught him, but uh, a quick elbow to uh, the cop's uh, stomach, and and the cop let him go, and he he ran off. Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, Were there any witnesses? Yeah, I guess there was. There was a, a junior high kid there who's told the story about what he saw. He saw the the capture of this guy, and then he got away, and then the cop says to the kid, "Hey, call the cops." <laughs> and the kid says to the cop, "You're the cops." <laughs> 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 yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now, he got away. They caught him. He got away. Uh, we would like to appeal to our Japanese listeners, our listeners in Japan. If you see this guy, you know, give the cops a buzz. Indeed. They need your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy's a creep. He's a killer. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Apparently, he comes from a rich family, though, so I suspect he's getting a little monetary help somewhere mm. from somebody. Mm-hmm. Just a guess. Speaking of killers, shall we do, do the Dick of the Week? Uh, sure. Well, yeah, the Dick of the Week is actually a judge, believe it or not. Really? A judge in Washington, D.C. And how's that? Well, he's, he's trying to take this couple to the cleaners, as it were. Mm-hmm. They, a Korean couple owned this dry cleaning shop. He took his suit there. The to judge. Have, the judge took his suit to the, okay. to the shop to have it dry cleaned. Mm-hmm. The suit came back, but uh, the pants were missing. Uh-oh. The $1,000 pair of pants were apparently missing. Ooh. But... It was just a temporary situation. A few days later, the cleaners found his pants, tried to give them back to him. He said, 
oh, wait a minute, these are not my pants. Mm. And they said, well, yes, they are, because everything matched up, and it was obviously the, his pants. For some reason, he was denying it's his pants. The, uh, the dry cleaners, the Korean couple, offered to pay the man $3,000, and then eventually- $3,000? For what? For his $1,000 pair of pants that the, he, he claimed they lost. Oh, so then the other two was just for- um, Mental anguish or oh, whatever. Yeah. Two, the other 2000 was for mental anguish? There you go. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they offered him twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand? Why? He, because they were just trying to settle this stupid case. But I heard that they were his favorite. Well, pair of pants. yeah, there you that's go. different. <laughs> Come on, you know you can't replace your favorite pair. Of exactly. Pants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably have a lot of sentimental value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, he said no to all their generous offers, and instead turned around and sued them for a mere sixty-five million dollars. $65 million for, for a pair, pair of pants. pants. He must have really loved those pants. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. <laughs> so uh. couldn't he just go out and find the person who had his pants and, you know, get them back? Well, he knew. See, this this is the mysterious thing. He's got to know it's his pants. He's just playing this really strange game, apparently, with the uh, dry... The Koreans are so upset that they're talking about uh, leaving the U.S. and going back to their... Their homeland. Aww. They say what it's just not judge. worth it. Yeah. I mean, just because he's a judge, he's done this because he thinks he knows the system and exactly. can, you know, that's use my it. guess. Yeah. Mm. So uh, most people looking at this case are just dumbfounded that it's gotten as far as it has. Yeah. And uh, most people are predicting that it'll get uh, thrown out with uh, the laundry. Yeah, with the laundry. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. I hope so because this guy obviously is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He and he's this week's Dick of the Week. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> A big thanks to our friend Diane in Washington who uh, sent us that Dick of the Week. Thank you very much. And a reminder that if you just can't get enough dicks, we got a lot more dicks for you over at my new blog, my new video magazine called Nuts, Dicks, and Boobs. Check it out. The address is nutsanddicks.blogspot.com. Or go over to the uh, the show notes, and we'll put a link on the blog there for you. Oh, is it time for cowtails? It must Moo. be. I think it's overtime. Okay. Long over time for cowtails. Yeah. If you remember a few episodes back, I told everyone about the Normandy cows and how they were in danger of losing their jobs. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Because they're threatening to change the way they make camembert cheese, mm-hmm. which is uh, made from Normandy cows only. That and also the show before that, I believe, I had talked about the cows in Hokkaido and how they're kept in barns mm-hmm. uh, all winter long. And I wondered if when they finally let, let the cows out of the barn in the summer, I wondered if there was a holiday yeah. on that day. Because, you know, Japan has lots of crazy holidays. I got an email from Martina in Holland. And she showed me a website where... There were pictures of cows being let out of barns in Holland. And they Ah. do have a special day of letting the cows out of the barn. Mm -hmm. And the photos are hilarious. The cows are out kicking up their heels. It's really cute and really funny. Well, she has gone to the effort to put together a homepage for the Normandy cows. How nice. Yeah, to help them, to help raise awareness of their uh, soon-to-be jobless state and um, to help rally support for them. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, please, everyone, get on over and moo for the Normandy cows on the website. We'll put a link on the blog. We'll put a link on the blog. Don't forget to go to the blog. Moo. 
And that's this week's cowtail. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Martina. Well, I guess that'll just about do it for the epic 100th episode of Planet Japan. Wow. And we're going to close out the show tonight with a wonderful Japanese singer named Kei Juno. She's singing The Skies Are Falling Down. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time.